Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82. A Psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty... He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone in the United States. And for those in different time zones around the world, to the two billion people that could possibly hear me, <laughs> Shalom, which in Hebrew means peace. My name is Kennard Brown. I am your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. This program is for those who uh, truly desire the truth. And what does the Bible define what truth is? Well, let's turn to John chapter 17, verse 17, and find out. The Messiah, Yeshua, which is his Hebrew name for Jesus, said in John 17, verse 17, Sanctify them, which means set them apart through thy truth. He was praying to his Father. says, Thy word is the truth. So this entire Bible, the words of God, is the truth. In Psalm 119, Psalm 119, beginning in verse 142, it states plainly, Psalm 119, verse 142, it states plainly the word that thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. I'm reading out of the old King James Version. And thy law, and law in Hebrew means Torah, which is the instructions and doctrines of Yah, which is short for God in Hebrew, thy Torah is the truth. So that's what the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, is the teachings and doctrines of God. It's it's this entire Bible. That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen, and we must obey all the scriptures because that is certainly the duty of mankind. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Colon. Let's continue on. Fear God and keep his commandments. Colon. Continue on. For this 
is the whole duty of man, not just for the Jews, not just for Israel, but for all of mankind. That word, man, in the Hebrew is Adam, and it means mankind. Adam, which is Adam. So, that's what we need to understand, that God intends us all as a human race to ultimately obey his commandments. Looking in the word study dictionary for this word man, it says, it means Adam, it represents Adam. A masculine noun meaning a male. Any human being or ge- uh, generically the human race, as I was just mentioning. And that's from the Complete Word Study Dictionary, which is a good Bible reference tool. I suggest you get it to dig deeper into the, the Word of God. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to talk about the book of Revelation today. We've been doing that for, I think, almost a month and a half now, or maybe two months. Uh, The Lord has led me to uh, talk about the book of Revelation because um, we need to understand it. I've been studying the, the book of Revelation now for almost 30 years, and I'm still getting a better understanding of it. <laughs> The book is certainly a revelation. It's a revelation of who the Father is. It gives you a glimpse of what he looks like. I talk about that, or I talked about that in the last program, uh, Revelation chapter 4. If people are wondering what he looks like, well, he he's not trying to hide from anybody, folks. Um, however, that's what we do collectively as a human race. We've done it for years. And Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1. It states the following, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Verse 2, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. And he will not hear, as he describes the 21st century here. Verse 3, For your hands are defiled with blood. Dead verse, I think about abortions. And your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, and your tongue has muttered perverseness. Verse 4, none call for justice. In other words, very few people call for justice, nor any pleads for truth. I just described to you what truth is, the instructions and doctrines of God. Very few people really take the Bible seriously. Very few people in this country even study the Bible or read the Bible. They trust in vanity. This is what we trust in. We trust in vanity and speak lies. We conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. That's what we do. This is a description of of, of the 21st century. The world is in Sodom and Gomorrah. Isaiah 59, verse 7, their feet run. We we run to evil. We we don't walk to evil. We run to evil. (laughs) And we make haste to shed innocent blood. Again, when when I read, that in particular, especially that verse, innocent blood is certainly abortions. Thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. In verse 8, the way of peace. What is the way of peace? He states here 
God through the prophet Isaiah, that the way of peace we don't know. The majority of modern Israel today, which I've stated many times in this program, is the United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, Canada, the countries of Northwestern Europe, South Africa, New Zealand, and also, of course, those who believe, really believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. That consists of modern-day Israel today. For proof of that, go to www.britam.org. That's www.britam.org and be enlightened. Isaiah 59, verse 8, The way of peace they know not. There is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth them shall not know peace. And what is the Bible? What does it tell us ultimately how we as a human race are going to have peace? Let's turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 and find out. Psalm 119, 165. It states, in Hebrew is Ra. It means abundant. Abundant peace. Abundant peace. Plenteous. Populous. Increased in rank and, and quality. So it says, Great peace have they which love thy law. Love in Hebrew, ahab. And it means to have affection for. To have affection for. Okay, thy law right here means Torah. The Decalogue of Pentateuch or the instructions of God. And nothing shall offend them. The word offend in Hebrew is mikshol. And it means to be a stumbling block, to be enticed to sin. Okay? So that's how we're going to have peace, by the whole world loving the law. It says, Lord, I have hope for thy salvation. That's how we hope for salvation, by keeping the law. And done thy commandments. In Psalm 119, 166, that's what it says. And just one simple verse to help us really understand the problem of the world here. Isaiah chapter 24. Isaiah chapter 24. Verse 5. It says, The earth also is defiled. That word defiled in Hebrew is kanaf. And it means uh, greatly polluted, corrupt, under the inhabitants. Therefore, because they have transgressed the laws, Torah, instructions, changed the ordinance, Broken the everlasting covenant. Verse 6, therefore have the curse devoured the earth. There's curses all over the earth. There's babies being murdered every day. Uh, there's uh, abominable homosexual activity on the earth as I'm speaking. There's all kinds of abominations. And they that dwell there in a desolate, a shop. That means they're being punished or about to be perished. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men left. And that's where we're going to be headed, sir, uh, shortly. Unless the following happens. And he put this in here for a reason. Remember, Jeremiah is or was a prophet to the nations. Uh, Jeremiah 18 to every nation. <laughs> Jeremiah 18, verse 7. He says, At what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it? Verse 8. If that nation, if that nation against whom I have pronounced, turn from their evil. In other words, repent. In Hebrew means to shuva, to change your mind, to stop thinking you know everything. Stop thinking you know more than God and realize that only through the word of God that you can live righteously. If that nation against whom I pronounce turn from their evil, 
I will repent, teshuva, or, well, he doesn't do teshuva, but he's going to change or reverse the pronouncement of evil that he thought to do unto them. And it works the other way, too, and this is the way it has been working for many years. <laughs> and at what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant or to do good to it, if it do evil in my sight that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good whereof I said I would benefit them. So it could happen, ladies and gentlemen. God wants it to happen. I want it to happen. Any uh, true believer would love for the majority of mankind, all of mankind, to, to repent and know the true master or Lord of the Bible and obey his laws to prevent all these curses. Remember, in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and Leviticus chapter 26, it lists the blessings. Many people forget there's blessings for keeping the law. And, of course, there are curses. And the, 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 majority, the vast population of the world is suffering in one way or another, one of the curses of not obeying completely the instructions of God. So I tried to, to simplify that to the best of my ability to help you understand why why there's all kinds of problems. Uh, the biggest problem that we have is death. Uh, death should not exist. But because of sin, it does, unfortunately. So we're going to talk about who was worthy to open the, the book of Seven Seals, Revelation chapter 5, in a moment here. What I want to do is uh, go to watch.org to talk about any... Um, significant world news here i'm reading the headlines on, on this website you can go to it with me if you want if you buy your pc is www.watchwatch.org the first headline on this website it says uh, carry to present israeli palestinian framework deal within weeks uh it says u.s secretary of state john Kerry said friday that he intends to present the framework agreement setting out the principles for resolution of the core issues between Israel and the Palestinians within a few weeks. An Israeli businessman, the meeting at Davos, told Haaretz. So, it says right here, Netanyahu Kerry discussed core conflict issues in a 90-minute meeting. It says Netanyahu, who is the current Prime Minister of Israel, would let settlers remain in West Bank, could choose whether to remain in a future Palestine under peace deal. So again, Netanyahu would let settlers remain in West Bank, could choose whether to remain in a future Palestinian, uh, whether to remain in a future Palestine under peace deal. It says right here, Jews living outside the major settlement blocks could choose whether to remain in a future Palestine under peace deal. Israel does not intend to uproot Jewish settlements anywhere in the West Bank, but would give settlers the choice of remaining in place and living under Palestinian rule. In any future peace agreement, a well-placed official in the Prime Minister's office confirmed yesterday. So here we go again. They're, they're planning on trying to do something that, that God certainly is not in favor of and uh, is only going to bring more curses not only to the Jewish people in Israel but also to uh, the United States who are trying to broker this deal and uh, the other uh, key nations that are trying to do this the um the quartet the quartet consists of the united states um the united nations russia and and britain um and they have since the early um, start of this century have tried to um broker a um 
peace deal. And um, those countries, I assure you, will continue to um, be cursed if they continue to try to do what they're doing here. Uh, correction, the quartet consists of the United States, the United Nations, the European Union, and Russia. Again, the United Nations, the United States, the European Union, and Russia consists of the quartet. And the group was established in Madrid back in the year 2002. You can look on uh, Wikipedia to, uh, to find out more about this information, the quartet in the Middle East. And their entire goal is to partition, have an official partition of the land of Israel where there would be a uh, Israeli state and also a Palestinian state living side by side. <laughs> so that that's their goal, but, but God says nay to that. Um, let me read to you a prophecy that is found in the book of Judges. The book of Judges. Judges. Chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And an angel of the Lord came from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you, you unto the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I have said, I would never break my agreement with you or covenant. Verse 2. And you shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars, which they haven't done as I speak, but ye have not obeyed my voice, which is true. Why have ye done this? Verse 3 of Judges chapter 2. Wherefore I also said I will not drive them out from before you, and he hasn't, but they shall be as thorns in your sides, and they are, and their God shall be a snare unto you, and they are. Verse 4, and it shall come to pass when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel that the people lifted up their voice and wept. And that's what we need to have right now. We need to have the people of Israel repent and realize that they've done wickedness. That's what we need. But if they continue to try to broker an agreement with them, which is called the covenant of death in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 29, then, you know, it's, it's going to cause death and destruction, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just too bad that they just don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand what they're doing. Uh, and it, uh, Actually, it's Isaiah chapter 28, verse 18. It says, And your covenant with death shall be disannulled uh, Hebrew means kafar or condone and your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through so the Bible describes this agreement <laughs> as an agreement among the likes of hell so it, it's, it's and then uh, the 1965 Bible in Basic Indians Version states, uh, Isaiah 28, verse 18, And the help you were looking for from death will come to nothing, and your agreement with the underworld will be broken. And so that, that's what this is, ladies and gentlemen, because the Bible predicts that this will, if they keep on trying to do this, this is going to cause great destruction in Jerusalem. So... Let's keep an eye on what's going on in the Middle East. And 
we are going to talk about Revelation chapter 5 now. And another thing, oh, I just want to mention all this all this cold weather we keep on trying to broker. It's like every single time we, we meddle our, get our hands involved in this Israeli thing, the United States, we get cursed. And we have one of the worst, cold, one of the coldest winters on record in the history of this country, right? And, you know, as, as I stated, as I've written about, on my website, go to go to my website, mercifulservantsofgod.com, and and go to the um, the menu bar on the left, and click biblical articles, and then once you click biblical articles, you'll find an article called God and Hurricanes. Please read that because you'll understand that God He causes weather disturbances to get our attention, ladies and gentlemen. So and, and right now He wants us to stop violating. Um, for us not to violate, which is try to broker a deal and, and partition his land. He's against that. That land is, is for Israel, for the Jews, of course, but all the rest of the tribes, once they are all united, as they will be, according to the prophecy of Ezekiel chapter 37. That's another Bible study. But anyway, let's get on with the Bible study here about Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. Let me read this in the King James Version. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne, I, I told you that that person that's sitting, that uh, when it's talking about here, and I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne, that's talking about the Father, God the Father, a book written within on the backside sealed with seven seals. In verse 2, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals there? And that's a good question. Verse 3, And no man in heaven, which is interesting there, no, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open a book, neither to look therein. Verse 4, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look therein. And verse 5, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, which means that the lion, of course, symbolizes Yeshua, the Messiah, and he's of the tribe of Judah, which uh, today people understand to be the Jews, the root of David. <clears throat> he's from the line of David. Have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals there. So the word of God opens this book, ladies and gentlemen. The word of God is the entire Bible, basically. <laughs> but on a physical plane, the living word of God is the Messiah. Verse 6. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it has been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the, spirit, the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And this is interesting, where it states that the spirit of God, there's seven spirits of God. I have to put that in my revised statement of beliefs. So there are seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Amazing, isn't it? Verse 7. And that's described as, as the eyes of the Messiah. The eyes of the, of the Messiah consist of seven, and they are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. So again, uh, when you understand who the Ruach HaKadosh is, or the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKadosh in Hebrew means Holy Spirit, it involves the Messiah. And right here in, in verse 6 it says that the Messiah 
has seven horns symbolically, seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits sent forth into all the earth. And he sends, stated he would, as he stated he would send the spirit of God into the earth. Verse seven. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Those people who are preaching incorrectly that God the Father and God the Son are one being, this scripture destroys that totally. Verse 7. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. So the lion, the Messiah, took the book out of someone, a great being that was sitting on the throne, who is his father. He took the book from his father. Revelation 5, verse 7 is a scripture that proves without a shadow of a doubt that God the Father and God the Son are two separate beings. Verse 8, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of orders, which are the prayers of the saints. So you saints, those who are listening to me right now, that hear and understand my words, that I'm just speaking from the Bible, and you have eyes to see, don't ever think that your prayers are in vain. Your prayers to the Father and to the Son are like golden vials of orders, sweet-smelling orders to him. Verse 9, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, talking about the Messiah, and to open the seals there, for you were slain, and has redeemed us to God, by the blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. Okay? So the gospel, the, the salvation is for everybody, not just for the Jews and Israel. Revelation 5, verse 10, And you have made unto us, unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So it's talking about the believers. The believers will reign on the earth. Verse 11 of Revelation chapter 5, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels around about the throne. So picture this in your mind. Revelation 4 and 5 is revealing to you what heaven looks like and what's in heaven. He's not hiding it from you. He doesn't want to. So pay attention. Revelation 5 verse 11, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who is the Messiah that was slain to receive power, the Lamb who took away the sins of the world, as Johannan the Immerser of John the Baptist stated in John 1 verse 29. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Verse 13, And every creature which is in, which is in heaven, and that's a pretty interesting uh, word there. Uh, creature means uh, creature. <laughs> so there's creatures in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in there and heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne one person God the Father and unto the Lamb forevermore okay in verse 14 and the four beasts said Amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever Ever. So, Revelation chapter 5 tells you who's qualified to open that book. It is the Messiah. It is the Messiah. That is who is worthy to open the book. Now, next week, we're going to go over the seals. Well, I'm going to go over each individual seal. 
next week. We're going to start with the first seal. It's a part of the seven-sealed book. What does it mean? What is its prophetic significance today for the 21st century? So, until next week, may God bless and keep you. And Yah willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.